Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Family, I'm here with a word. Okay? I don't know about y'all, but God been just reminding me of promises and words he has brought to me that he said is coming to pass in this day. Mm, Jesus, in this time, in this season, in this month, in these next coming months, everything you have prayed for is coming to chase you down, right? And I was like, Lord, I need a word because I be needing a word. I be needing a word, child, a word. (laughs) And Genesis chapter one, we went in Genesis heavy, but that's because God is bringing us back to Genesis. He's bringing us back to Eden. He is bringing us back to paradise, back into his presence. Mm. And it says, verse, well, it's just, it's even titled the account of creation. Mm. And it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Okay, right now, your your life is seeming formless. It's seeming empty. It's seeming dark. You feel the darkness just hovering over your life, right? It's just covering your life. But guess what? God said his spirit is hovering over this situation. His spirit is hovering over you. His spirit is hovering over your health. His spirit is hovering over your finances. His spirit is hovering over your your marriage. His spirit is hovering over all he has said. His spirit is hovering over you right now as we speak. It said, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let me tell you something. God is saying these these blessings is coming at light speed. Mm. At the speed of light. Y'all know how fast the speed of light is? Go look at it. He said these blessings is coming at the speed of light. God says he's speaking a word to you and it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like you're not about to be sitting here. You're, you're not going to be waiting. When God speaks the word, it's happening. He said that situation might seem dark and formless. That situation might seem void. But God said he's speaking to it and it's going to produce fruit. He said when he say that, let there be, it is. There was. Okay, we know Jesus is. He is who is, who was. Wait, no, he, he was who was, who is, and who is to come. He is who he said he is. So if he said he's speaking over your situation, that is what he's doing. At light speed. As soon as God said, let there be light, there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And it even passed and morning came, marking the first day. I'm telling you, God is taking you back to day one with him. God is, he is, he is recreating you at this moment. And things are going to be happening so quickly. You thinking that it's going to take time to do what you have been praying God to do. 
But we know God made everything we see in six days. <laughs> and he rested on the seventh. Period. Right? It only took him six days to create everything we see. <laughs> six days. Get your mind. Get it out of your mind that it is going to take God long to do what he has promised you. God needs you to strip that mindset. He needs you to strip that mind of scarcity. He needs you to strip that mind of doubt. And he needs you to believe him. Because God is saying, listen, my child, all you have seen came from what you cannot see. It's nothing for me to change your circumstance. It's nothing for me to make that dark place light. It's nothing to me. He said, check his resume. As you keep on reading this word, you seeing how he is just creating and creating and creating and creating, child. He just creating. It say at the end, right? It said, verse 29, look. God said, then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. Mm. child on the sixth day god was looking over everything he did he was like mm -hmm. yeah i provided them with everything they needed they good they straight now we're gonna just rest now let's enter into this rest everything is created didn't jesus say it is finished everything that you are praying to god for is finished it your faith is the next step that you need to walk this out as you just walk with the lord and he's saying let there be you say amen <laughs> amen lord yes if he said let there be a financial release you say amen lord let there be light that shines in the darkness amen lord let there be your husband amen lord let there be a breakthrough in your health amen lord you have to just be like amen <laughs> And as you walk with him, you are going to see how he was calling things that were not as though that they were. And he has show, he's showing you, he has given you this authority. He needs you to team up with him. No longer are you going to sit there and allow disbelief to get in between with you and the Lord God. But you won't believe what God said. God said these blessings is coming. I feel so strongly that this week is going to be a blessed week. I feel it in my spirit that this week is going to be a blessed week of the chosen people of God. People are going to begin to see the, the, the marvelous works of God. People are going to see that, yo, we are back in Genesis. And this time we ain't leaving. <laughs> this, you, this time we ain't leaving paradise. Okay. God gave us the keys. It's happening. I'm telling you, this week is going to be a shift for you in the natural because God is saying, he's saying, listen, the supernaturally is violently taking over the natural. He said, it's time for it. It's time for this supernatural to collide with this natural. It's time to see the power of God. Mm, 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 mm. Now we see, we see that in verse, 
hold on, hold on, hold on. Chapter 2, verse 15. So, you know, God rested. So, now we're on the eighth day. Now we're on the eighth day because God rested on the seventh day. Right? So, now we're on this eighth day. And if you go down to verse 15... It says, the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruits, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock. All the birds of the sky, all the wild animals, but there still was just was no helper just right for him. Okay, I need you to understand that where your man at right now is is he 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 he's he's not complete without you. He needs his rib. He needs his rib. God is saying right now that it's not good for that man to be over there alone. It's not good. You've been praying to me about sending you your spouse. You've been praying to me about your man. And he's saying, listen, it's not good for that man to be alone. I done gave him work to do. He done did it. I, he, done had, he done had people come in trying to be you. And he said, it, it just, it, nobody seemed to measure up to the expectation that he has because I have placed the desire and the love for him in his heart for you. God has placed love in his heart for you. It ain't nobody matched the qualifications that God had put in his son's heart, right? So you sitting here and you praying and you praying, you praying and you like, Lord, I mean, where my man at? Where my man at? Where my man at? He said, I'm about to bring you. It's the eighth month. I'm about to bring you to your man. If you will believe, if you will have crazy faith that I can do it, I will do it, says the Lord. He says, I will do it. It's not good for that man to be over there alone. But he said, will you be formed? You got to be formed. You got to begin to understand that the fruits that you are giving your man is, is what he's going to ingest. You have to start displaying the fruits. One thing about harvest season, right, that the Lord has really been showing me is that, you know, you begin to harvest the fruits. People begin to take the fruits, take the vegetables, and we begin to eat off of them. And God is saying this harvest, he wants to bring your man to you because you are ripe. Your fruit is ripe. He just needs you to be offering the right fruit. He, he showed you the difference between being in the spirit and in the flesh. He says he is ready to act. Your fruit is ripe. Just believe him. <laughs> And start displaying, your man needs to eat from the fruits that God has, has planted in you. This whole time, these years that you've been toiling and toiling and toiling and toiling, and you've been going, you've been like, Lord, where my man, where my man? God said he was planting seeds in you. He said he was pruning the branches that didn't bear fruit. God said that he had to uproot some, some weeds that was planted. 
He said, listen, I've been doing it, baby. I've been doing it. I've been tending this land. I've been, I've been doing what needs to do. And he says, you have set into your set time. This is the opportune time. This is that Kairos. He said, you are in your season. He said, them fruits is ripe. He said, them fruits is ripe and ready. He said, yes. He said, yes. I was just cultivating the land. I was taking care of what, what I have placed inside of you. I had to prune the branches that didn't, that wasn't, that wasn't bearing fruit. I mean, I was pruning, <laughs> I was pruning the branches that do bear fruit. He had to, uh, no, it's not pruning, Lord. What is that called? I gotta, I gotta go to the true rhyme. Hold on, I'm gonna take you in a second because that's the only the Lord trying to show me that I need to take you to that verse. So hold on, let me finish reading this. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, you know something that the Lord revealed to me? He said, this is the awakening. Mm. This is the awakening, child. You are going to awaken your man. You are going to awaken him, okay? When he sees you, he's going to wake up. Adam was was so in tune with the Lord that nobody had to tell him who Eve was. It was a, his marriage was ordained by God. So Adam just knew who Eve was when he saw her. Okay? It says, at last the man exclaimed, this one's bone from my phone, bone and flesh from my flesh. She would be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Mm. Child, they was both naked, but they felt no shame. And that's because this is a God thing. It ain't going to matter what your past was. It's not going to matter what people think. It's not going to matter how people, what people going to say. It's about when something's ordained by God, can't nobody take it under. When something's ordained by God, don't nobody else got to understand it. It's just what you know. You know that you are being brought to this man. And this man knows that at last, this is what I was looking for. I was out here with them pigs. I was sitting in the pig pen. I was naming these animals. But listen, wasn't nobody you. Mm, wasn't nobody you. I tried to fulfill, I tried to fulfill myself with all these other chicks up in here, but they wasn't it. I seen a couple virtuous and capable ones, but I know that you surpassed them all. That's what your man will think about you because you bear much fruit. It's not about what you look like. It's not about what your body look like. It's not about none of that. It's about the fruit that you bear. Adam was eating the fruit of Eve. God said, be fruitful and multiply. What do you mean? What you feed in your man is what's going to keep him. You see Eve had an influence over Adam and she was able to influence him to eat of the fruit. You have that influence over your man to give him the fruit. And God is trusting you to give your man the fruit of the spirit. You are to bring him back into the presence of God. See, Adam fell. Now God is using Eve to bring Adam back, child. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you the truth. So, um, let me see. We got to go to John because we talking about what the Lord had to do. You were sitting here praying, getting an attitude. And God said, this is what he's been doing the whole time. Being all impatient. Chill out. John 15. He says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce 
fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. So you've been praying to God for this man. And this whole time, this is why this, this is happening so quickly for you now. Because these all these years you've been praying, God has been cutting off the branches that don't bear fruit. That's people. That's places. That's things. That's circumstances. That's anything. God had to cut these things off of you. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And he had to begin to prune the ones that, that do bear fruit. So God had to teach you long suffering. He had to teach you patience. He had to teach you how to be gentle, how to be kind. He had to prune them things so it could bear more fruits. He had to put you in situations where all you had left was your patience. <laughs> all you had left was gentleness. All you had left was long suffering. He was cultivating it the whole time. Everything, all everything that's been happening in your life was getting you ready for what is happening now for you to bear the right fruit. We know that Jesus is very, um, he's very serious about the fruit. Because remember the fig tree, right? When he went to go to the fig tree, and it didn't matter what season that fig tree was in, that fig tree was supposed to have some fruit, and that fig tree ain't had no fruit. He cursed it from the root, child. It said it withered from the roots, okay. So he is very serious about the fruit that you bear. So he was very particular in, in your seasons where you just felt like you were suffering. No, he was pruning you. He, he was cutting off the branches that didn't bear fruit. That relationship didn't work because it didn't bear no fruit. It was cursed. So it had to wither from the roots. He had to teach you how to forgive because a major key in your marriage is forgiveness. It's forgiveness. Your, your spouse is going to need forgiveness. Your family's going to need your forgiveness. People coming to you are going to have to learn how to forgive by the way that you forgive them. God is trusting you with a lot. And he said, you bear the fruit. You know the difference now. You know the difference between being in your flesh and being in the spirit. He said, now I can trust you. You know. You know what to do to remain in my presence. Listen. He said, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. It says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, I'm only reading you what God said. He said, listen, he's he saying right here, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. He said, you ready? You've been pruned and purified. You know that life, you only have life in the spirit. You know, being in your flesh leads to death and decay. He said, you now have the keys. I can give you what I have promised you because now you're ready. You understand it. You understand that apart from me, you can do nothing. He said, it's time. He said, these things is coming to chase you down because you ripe. You ripe. You think I was planting all them fruits in you just to let them fall and go bad, fall to the wayside? He said, no, people are going to begin to eat of these fruits. What I have deposited into you, what I have planted into you. He said, listen here, you going to go display it to the nation. You are going to let people taste of that fruit. He said, I wasn't doing it for nothing. <laughs> okay. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce 
fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. He said, listen, we're walking into a different level of intimacy now. Listen, in the garden, in Eden, they was with the Lord. They was walking with the Lord. They was in the Lord's presence. You see when they said that when the breeze came and they heard the Lord coming, the Lord was walking with them. God is saying, listen, we back in Genesis. He said, it's time to walk around this garden with me. It's time to cultivate this land. It's time to tend this land. It's time to be a help mate child it's time he said yes i am the vine you are the branches those who remain in me and i am them will produce much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned but if you remain in me and my words remain in you you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted Okay, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Mm. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. God is saying there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. One thing about that veil being torn, child, is that you can come boldly to the throne of grace and ask God for grace. You can ask God for mercy. You can ask God to help you. You cannot do it apart from Jesus. That's what he's telling you. You cannot defeat the flesh apart from Jesus. You need to be in his presence. You need to commune with him. You need to fellowship with him. He says, now we're in relationship. You are mine and I am yours. You are the bride of God. Okay. He said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confine in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. When you loving somebody, what you need to repent for if you being patient, if you being kind, there's no sin in love. God wants you to just spread the love of Christ. He wants you to just be fruitful. That's it. God is ready to have people pluck from the vine and eat of your fruits. <laughs> you are connected to God. Think about when you're eating grapes. It's a vine and then it's the branches and then it's the grapes. You, As you are connected to God, people just come in and pop in a grape. Oh, that was good. People going to come into your ministry. They're going to come into your ministry. I said, what did I say that twice? Your business and your ministry. If I said it twice, listen, if I said it twice, that's double portion. They going to come and they going to eat of the fruit, child. And they're going to be like, oh, that was good. And they're going to keep coming back because God has filled you with splendor. This whole time, God has been preparing you for this moment you are walking into. Listen, I really feel it in my heart that this week, for somebody is going to be a life-changing week. I just feel it in my spirit. It's like this, this anticipation I have in my spirit for somebody that like God is getting ready to exceed all your expectations. You are about to see how quickly he can move. It was a day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. He was done. <laughs> After that, he was handing out instructions. Okay. 
It says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world will love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me. For they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. That This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause because I was sent. I said because, but I was sent. You, the advocate, the spirit of truth, he will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Listen, people won't be hating. People ain't going to like what God doing in your life. People will be talking about it. People, people ain't going to like you. Okay. People have stuff to say, but if they, if, if they hated Jesus, naturally they're going to hate you. Like what you, what you thought? <laughs> you you thought you wasn't going to have no persecution? Yes. With these blessings, it's going to come some haters. It's going to come some haters. But guess what? God said, keep on shining. He said, so what? Keep on shining. So what? They don't like you. So what? They mad. So what if they don't feel like you deserve it? So what? He said, it's yours. It don't matter. I gave it to you. I said, it's yours. Listen, you know, I got a plethora of kids, right? And sometimes my kids will argue over whose toy it is, even if the person had it first or whatever. And, you know, sometimes I'll take it and I'll be like, you know what? I'm giving it to you because it's yours. Why am I going to make like, okay, let's say if my daughter has something to my sons. I'm be like, why am I going to let you keep his toy? Give it to him. Give it's his. I'm not gonna just let you have something that doesn't belong to you. This is my child, and God is saying He is giving you what is yours. The enemy thought He stole your stuff, He thought He was gonna keep your stuff, He thought He was keeping things away from you. He said, Listen, some of these people gonna be sick by what God is doing in your life, but it do not matter. It's yours. The world is gonna hate you. Okay. People going mad when they see how God has established you. So what? So what? So what? Okay. Um, one more thing I want to take you to is Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. And it says, Future glory for Jerusalem. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. You remember in Genesis, the Lord said that it was it was dark. Darkness covered the earth, right? But right here, God says darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. Remember, the spirit of God was hovering. Who, child? The spirit of God was hovering over um, 
the the earth and i was saying how the spirit of god is hovering over you listen the lord only confirming his word it says all the nations will come to your light mighty kings will come to see your radiance look and see for everyone is coming home your sons are coming from distant lands your little daughters will be carrying home your eyes will shine your heart will be will thrilled with joy for merchants from around the world will come to you they will bring you the wealth of many lands vast caravans of camels will converge on on you the camels of midian and ephah the people of sheba will bring gold and frankincense and will come worshiping the lord the flocks of keter will be given to you and the rams of neboeth will be bought for my altars i will accept their offerings and i will make my temple glorious god is given a promise today he said listen he is sending people to people coming to bless you because they see the glory of god in your life they see it okay and what do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest? They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and gold. They will honor the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has filled you with splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns and the kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The glory of Lebanon will be yours. The forest of cypress, fir, and pine to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion and Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated with no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever. A joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need as though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen. You will know at last that I, the Lord, am your savior and your redeemer, the mighty one of Israel. I'll exchange your bronze for gold and your iron for silver, your wood for bronze and your stones for iron. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. The, the desolation and destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like city walls and praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set. Your moon will not go down for the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of morning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever for I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. It's the time. As I was reading this, God said, release it. I release the floodgates of heaven. I say the floodgates has to pour out over your life in the name of Jesus. I'm decreeing and declaring a blessing over you. A blessing over you. For the ones have, that have really been in that prayer spot. You've been in that secret place. You've been fasting. You've been worshiping God. You've been doing what needs to be done. You've been crucifying your flesh. You have been dying to yourself. God says it's time. He said it's time. And it's not taking long long it's time he said it's time you have stepped into the kairos okay of your life you have stepped into harvest 
period. This is your new beginning, child. This is your new beginning. Listen, this is how serious God is. We only have really one whole week left of August. And then it's next week is September, right? This is the like last full week of August. And God said, this is the week he's going to make you full. God is going to make you full this week if you just believe him. God said he's making you full this week if you just believe him. I'm recording this on Sunday. And we know Sunday is day one. So day one, God said he is hovering over you. Watch what God does. I, I listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like he do it like word for word, everything in Genesis. But I know that what God has spoken will come to pass. He said his spirit is hovering over you today. And he is speaking, let there be light. Mm. He is shining light on you. Child, he is revealing you today. Child, you are, you, you are being revealed today. <laughs> you not being hidden no more. God said it's time to bless you. He said he has fixed his thoughts on blessing you. He said he has set his face on on you. He said, it's time for it. So I'm about to pray for you. And then I'm gonna let you go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father God. I praise you. I exalt your name, Lord. My soul magnifies you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for what you are doing, Father God. I thank you that this week will be like no other week, Father God. I put my faith on that this week will be like no other week, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just praying for your child receiving this word, Lord, that she will have some supernatural faith, Lord, that she will just believe you for the impossible, Father God, because with you, all things is possible, Lord. And Father God, I just want to thank you in advance for calling the things in her life that that are not as though that they were, Lord. I thank you that you are coming into that situation and saying, let there be. Yes, Lord, let there be, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Let there be a financial increase, Father God. Let there be a release of her marriage, Father God. Let there be abundance in her ministry. Let there be abundance in her ministry. Father God, I'm just asking you, Lord, that you begin to display her, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that the set time to favor her is today, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And I just want to give your name all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm going to let you guys go because God is doing it. And I will be here to testify. I know God is doing it. I know he's doing it, okay? I feel it in my bones, child. He is doing it. <laughs> okay, I love you guys so 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 much. But let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.